seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic. One, two, three, four, five. Hello and welcome to the By the Minute Celtic podcast, the daily By the Minute Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Donegan and I'm joined Today, as enjoyed every day by my good pals, Paul Thompson, Remy McSwain. How you doing, Remy? I'm, uh, I'm good, Lawrence. How are you? Uh, what's your coronavirus diary for Friday, the whatever it is? Reading a book. That's it. Uh, big news over here. Uh, the cops are now issuing citations. People got caught in the golf course. They're getting like parking tickets. $50 fine. What much did you get fined then? No, 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 not me. No, no. I never got caught. <laughs> like, no, that is it, though. When they heard that, we better we try to sneak out just for half an hour. But uh, that's that's done and dusted. What about you? What have you been up to, Paul? Uh, the day I, I was working in the morning, and then I spent the last couple of hours in WhatsApp groups with God knows how many of my friends who've <laughs> suddenly rediscovered us. <laughs> so uh, that's been quite nice, actually. It's, it's one of the, the things about isolation. Is there's a lot of people kind of checking up on other people. So I've I've been invited to more WhatsApp groups in the last week than I have in my life. So it's been good. Really good. Uh, no more um, online seminars with Scottish referees. That all done? Uh, I think there's another one due on Tuesday, actually. But I don't know if uh, if Mr Clancy will be on it or not. I'm, I'm hoping not. Well, you might get John Beaton or Willie Collum or something. That'd be nice. <laughs> Can you imagine Willie Collum on whatever? Here, uh, we'll crack on. Uh, we're just uh, in and out today. I promised them all week. Tony Hamilton, how you doing, Tony? I'm good, thank you, Lance. Thank you. Uh, what's it? Let me, let me get it official. Uh, your title? Can you give us your title? Like, I ask Paul every day. Just for the... I am. <laughs> Chief Executive of Celtic FC Foundation. Right, okay, brilliant. Here, Tony, uh, we'll crack on. Uh, we've, I don't know, well, I think you do know, actually, we've been running this little uh, fundraiser. Fantastic. Uh, it's right. absolutely brilliant. Uh, so we're, we're kind of wrapping it. I mean, it's, I think it stays open until Sunday night or something like that, but we thought we'd wrap it up, our daily podcast, bringing you on. Uh, Paul, what's the total? Uh, as I look at it just now, we're at six thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven pounds. Uh, obviously, pretty great. It's uh, we keep getting people, you know, lovely of them, but they keep putting sixty-seven as their donation, which is really messing well with my OCD. I like round numbers. <laughs> Here, uh, anyway, Tony, uh, we're pretty chuffed uh, with that. Uh, chuffed, well, not chuffed for ourselves, but chuffed for everybody who's uh, managed to donate. Uh, I hope you can use the money. Uh, it's an incredible donation actually and we've set up this fund at, at the foundation and we've deliberately avoided asking people for money because we, we don't feel it's the right time people are obviously at home worried about their health their families their uh, jobs the economy so we, we you know we thought we would do this without asking people for money we've responded to people who've got in touch to say how can they donate but for you and your listeners to have done this in such a, a short space of time is a real, it's a credit to, and I hate the phrase, the Celtic family, but it genuinely is a credit to, you know, to everybody associated with this podcast. So thank you very much. Um, here, uh, what is up to, Tony? Actually, firstly, what are you up to? Are you working? Are you working from home? What, what, what are you doing? Uh, 
I've been in the office once this week, but I am working uh, from home. I think this is day 12 in the Big Brother household. <laughs> uh, I It's been busy, actually, uh, and I have get, get to do some things that I don't normally get to do. So I've been working today, uh, and I've had the greatest 1977 party ever on one of the Freeview channels uh, in the background. So it's been good being here. It's been good being able to cook at tea time and do that sort of thing. Uh, and we keep in touch. We've set up video conferencing to speak to the team and we've got a few group chats going on WhatsApp as well. So, uh, uh, you know, there's loads going on and, and people are just adjusting to this new normal. You've got... Uh, I saw... I saw a thing on the, a tweet on the on the well on your your Twitter feed there. The so you're giving money out right now. I saw one was a was it ten grand to was it the, is it Glasgow Golden Golden Generation Foundation or something? Yeah. So so what we've done is we've got close to we started with a hundred grand, then it was a hundred and fifty, and it was a hundred and seventy five. It will be over two hundred at some point soon. But effectively, what we've what we do throughout the year, Lawrence, is that we don't we don't write checks in the in the main for other charities. We do it Christmas time. So we've got a series of partners uh, within our communities who we can reach out to at Christmas. The rest of the year, we try and raise money to deliver our own projects or co-deliver them. But we thought we'll go back to our partners for this. Our primary focus is food. So who? Uh, needs food that may not have needed food a week ago how are the food banks coping, how's our own food bank partnership locally at the Church of Scotland in Parkhead coping, how are the other food banks coping and we've went back to those so we've done a lot in Glasgow uh, we've got charities like Help the Homeless and Giza Break and Action for Children and Royston Youth Action and uh, you know the uh, night shelter and we've went to some of our partners in the other places that we deliver so we do a lot in London so we've got the Cardinal Hume Centre there we've got the Eric Liddell Centre in Edinburgh where normally we deliver a dementia care project uh, we've got uh, delivery going on through some of the supporters clubs in Dublin uh, and in Belfast We've got a wee bit going on in Newcastle and a wee bit going on in Oban as well. So we're trying to get straight to the people who need food most urgently through partners who we know and who we trust to go and do that yeah, on our behalf. How are the uh, how are the food banks doing? I, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if it's been back home. Uh, back home, but in Orlando, there was this TV footage from Orlando last night. All the theme parks have closed and, and furloughed all their uh, workers, thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And the queues, the traffic, the traffic jams for people queuing up for food banks. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. So Food banks here are, are, are struggling to cope. They're struggling to cope with the demand. And it, wow. the, it's quite a strict process at the moment. If you have a referral to a food bank, you get a voucher, you present yourself at a certain time, you get three days emergency supply of food but there's a lot of people who and we've trying to we're trying to cut out that uh, process and, and make it easier for people because there's a lot of people who've just found ourselves with absolutely nothing oh, through this through this event and you know life was normal for these people a couple of weeks ago and it, it it's 
it's been a real leveler, leveler across society. So we, we're trying to cut out a wee bit of the bureaucracy here and just speed up the process and put food in as many you know, people's tables as we can. How are your team doing? I know, it, it, apart from anything else, it must be a pretty stressful time uh, to, to be dealing with, with everything that needs to be done. But I guess everybody's having to learn to do things and, and work in different ways. I know from my own experience, you know, it's working practices are having to change quite drastically to get things done. But, you know, given the, the urgency and the importance of what you guys are trying to get out there, uh, I take it the guys are really just something to think on their feet about how they can get this done in, in ways that, that they wouldn't normally have done it. Yeah, you know, we're we're quite upfront organisation. We enjoy inviting people into the stadium. We love meeting people. We love a cup of tea. And we've had to scrap all that, obviously. So the team are on the phone. They're on video calls. We are doing that four, five, six times a day between the sort of management team at the foundation. Uh, we've uh, there's no delivery going on so the dementia care and the Down syndrome stuff and the autism and the employability stuff that we run the social inclusion uh, all of that's been postponed at the moment all our fundraising events have been postponed the big trip to Zambia in the summer's been postponed the London dinner uh, so you're right it's a new way of working the urgency at the moment is privately trying to get money in without actually asking anybody for it and then trying to get it back out the door again to the people who need it most and then following up with the people that we've gave the money to to make sure that it's got to the right people and then trying to promote that through media and social media so that hopefully we can engage more people to help us. So that that's really the focus for the next couple of weeks. Can I ask you something, Tony? How do you, how do you ask people for money without asking for it? How does that work? What do you oh, do? I'm a pro. I'm a pro at that <laughs> behaviour. So we've got seven grand off of you without asking for it. <laughs> so no, no. Seriously, give us some tips. Uh, Remy will need that. <laughs> I think we've got. We're really, we're really lucky at the at the football club and the, the, the foundation. We've got a, a network of people who are and it's no rich people incidentally it's just people who have got a good understanding of the work that's going on they 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 understand the need that people are facing at the moment and a lot of people have stepped forward as you guys have done and said is there anything we can do here so so that's really how we've you know in the main that's how we've got to this point it's the it's the it's it's the generosity of others that have that have taken us to this point can I ask you then, really, see this job of yours, what's it, uh, what have you learned about people? Uh, I, I was eight years in this job just a couple of days ago, actually, the right. uh, April Fool's Day 2013, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I've learned a, a whole new way of life, actually, I've learned... Uh, about relationships, I've learned about humility, I've learned about the value of friendships and and people and uh, I've learned that the world's maybe not as bad as, as what we read it is in media and social media channels. In, in what sense? Just in terms of people's generosity and their kindness and 
the way that people care and look out for one another, I think it, it's actually a better place than than you know many of us would would, uh, would believe it is. Yeah, because I, I saw the picture of the the golden generation thing. There was two two people standing next to the bar. They just looked like you just they just looked like brilliant people, you know. Uh, but that's real life, Lawrence. This is happening in communities in Glasgow. It's happening across the UK and Ireland. It's happening in North America. I watched a documentary that you probably wouldn't have seen uh, on ITV last night called Trump and the Virus. And we do a lot of stuff in New York. We have a, a big fundraising uh, event there. I had a couple of hours on a group chat where some of our New York people up to midnight last night. And what's happening there in you know, the richest country in the world where you live is frightening, actually. Uh, and uh, there's, you know, there's nobody immune from this. It's no, you know, it's no leaving people out because they are wealthy or they're this, that or the other. It's just, uh, you know, the world's a changing place right now and uh, we need to be prepared for it. So what happens next, Tony? I mean, it sounds... Your kind of fundraising base. I, I know you're talking about the kind of generosity of individuals and all that, but I mean, all these f- fundraisers cancelled, and I mean, I guess it's not your utmost priority right now. But I mean, that you're going to have to do a lot of rebuilding after this, aren't you? Uh, I think I think society is, and I think the economy is. But the the important thing before we start uh, about that, about rebuilding, you know, businesses and organisations is making sure that the people who we need to to work in them and the people that were out to help in the first place are, are fit enough. So it's about health first for us, as it is at the football club. And I think uh, the way that the club have handled this and the way that we've it's been managed internally has been a real exemplar, if I'm honest with you, in, in terms of how people have been treated and how they've been uh, dealt with and how they've been involved in the process and how they've been protected. And uh, that's a real credit to the people that run the club as well. So I think as we go forward, we that this first period of lockdown is key for us. What happens after this initial three-week period will then start to shape our thinking about how we rebuild and replan and put on some of the postponed events, hopefully in autumn or later in the year, and, and start to pick things up. But 2020 is a, a write-off pretty much for everybody, I would think. Actually, you, you, you mentioned there, can I, what's, where is everybody? I don't want to give you away, the, I don't want you to give away the trade secrets or everything, but where is everybody? Are, 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 are the kind of executives all, are they all working from home or are they, are they going into to the, wherever they go every day? I mean, what's going no, on? I think everybody's pretty much at home. There's a few people that have, been in and out the office as I said to you, I was in a couple of days ago uh, but people are working remotely it's a connected world as we we know from this from this uh, from this podcast so uh, it's not it, it, physically it's not hard it, it's just getting used to a new way of doing things that's the that's the sort of more difficult part but it's becoming with each passing day I suppose it's becoming more normal for everybody. Here, that, here's another one that just occurred to me. What do you think you've learned that during this period that we you'll be able to put to good use later on? Is there anything you know any kind of upside to this? It's hard to find an upside, obviously, but is there any upside? I think the the, the upside is that we've got uh, we've 
got good backing. We are resilient. We've got a, a strong reserve that will see us through this and that things can be done differently. You know, we, we don't have to continue to do things the same old way because that's how they've always been done. We've learned in the past two weeks that we can still run the organisation, we can still have an impact, maybe not the impact that we set out to have six months ago, but we still have an impact within our communities and we can do that remotely. Uh, Tony, yeah. I was just, just going to say to you there, you were saying you've got decent reserves, but but 2020 is a write-off. So, so if this goes on longer than originally predicted, the, the foundation will be fine and you'll still be able to offer assistance and help to your the organisations you support. I listen. Uh, you know, we're not complacent about it. We're not. We're not in any immediate uh, immediate danger because we've got a, a great uh, group who are trustees of the foundation, who are really experienced people uh, about running organisations. So we're in reasonably good shape. Uh, but like you and like anybody else who is employed or who is an employer, we want. We want this to be uh, as painless as possible. We want the damage to be minimal and we want to start to rebuild as, as soon as it's safe to do so. Is there anything anybody can do? Anybody can listen to us? Us? Anybody? You know, is there anything we can to help that process? I don't mean just like chuck up a few quid in the box or whatever, but just, you know, let's look six, six months down the line. Is there anything people can do? I think we need to wait and see what what we're planning in in six months' time. In the the short term, what we're doing daily is speaking to our partners and finding out what they need. And some of them uh, need some assistance, uh, which we're trying to provide through volunteers, people that you know can deliver food, for example, or can pick things up for them. So there's a wee bit of that going on at the moment. But I think as we go longer term, it will depend on what what the plans are for, you know, for the organisation. And at that point, we'll have a better understanding of what we need and we, we might well come and ask people for help, as I'm sure other organisations will do as well. It's, uh, oh, it's, just, it's just it's hard to think about it all, to be honest. Uh, it must be a, a real headbanger for you. Uh, but anyway, listen, great work, Tony. Here, I, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. I'm sure you've got better things to do right now. But no, we, I've, I've, I've been tuning in quite a bit to you a lot that I, I wouldn't normally get the time to listen to, you, so that's an upside. Can you believe we get away with this crap every day? It's absolutely <laughs> brutal. I, mean, I, I, I can believe that you don't get paid for it. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, but, that's a but, that's a bit of a low blow. Uh, anyway, here uh, we just run through the day's events, uh, Tony. Uh, the first one uh, again, we've got you in a. We've got you in a box here, but we're we're not going to uh, we're not going to try and trip you up. We understand the uh, the the I'm trying to think the parameters under which you're you're on the podcast. The uh, the uh, the th- I see the, there's a story uh, we're selling. Uh, well, all the Scottish clubs apart from one uh, are selling their strips at a big discount. Uh, what about the uh, third strip? Have any chance you know the grey and pink one? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen that story yet, actually, uh, and I'm, I'm really disappointed. This isn't a video because I'm sitting here in my shorts and my, my pink and grey strip on at the moment. No. Uh, 
Actually, so I haven't seen that story, but I will I will flag that to our commercial people as soon as I come off the call. Uh, the seventy five percent off the home kit again. I guess it's a New Balance, but uh, oh no, it's not the home kit. It's a it's a really nice one. The see away kit. I think that's a right. That's down to fifteen quid. Fifteen quid. Wow. Um, You've got to remember though that the, the Rangers the Rangers kit's got a lot more material in it. Fifteen quid is three nights out for you, Remy. <laughs> You're right. The uh, uh, well, it is nowadays, Tony. Right, Tony. Right, nobody's listening. Right, have you seen the new kits? Have you seen the new kits? Have I seen the new kits? Yeah. The new kits for next season. Yes. No. You haven't. What, what's the uh, what's the process of that? Are they kind of top secret? I mean. To very few is it held very tight that kind of stuff I guess it is it must be yeah well I I, I unless it there's been a couple of leaks over the years but it, it's there's a few people uh, through the commercial team and the executive but beyond that it, it's uh, I, I tend to see it when it's out when it's launched to be honest All or right. maybe a day or so before but I haven't seen it I'm obviously you know for me at the foundation, New Balance have been a magnificent partner for us. Oh, they, have they? They gave us, they gave us uh, I think, uh, 55,000 pieces of kit that we sent across the world. Uh, they've been a phenomenal partner uh, for us and for the club, I, I would say. Uh, but I'm ov- obviously, because I'm an old football guy, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing... What Adidas and Celtic look like together? Oh, it's going to be. Uh, I think everybody's really excited. Paul's especially excited. Paul, right? You love the old kits. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm always into my, my football. I'm, to be honest, I'm more excited than Harry Brady. Apparently, he's still devastated. The super dry didn't get the gigs. So. <laughs> Here, uh, the other thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Paul. The UEFA have got in on the old, uh, the old bed, the old Belgians. Uh, really, uh, essentially. If we recall from yesterday, the Belgian league has been called. Uh, well, the proposal is to call it uh, with Bruce as the champions. Anyway, uh, UEFA have gone off the rocker, uh, threatening to throw them out of Europe. Uh, what's what's going on there? I think. Well, obviously, we talked the other day about the the UEFA strategy around finishing the weeks, which seems at the moment to be optimistic, given the the, the timings that they've put in place. I think it's probably, reading between the lines, is much about the fact that the Belgians have done it off their own back as opposed to doing it as any part of coordinated UEFA strategy. It kind of strikes me that the Belgians have, have overdosed on common sense, which which maybe the, the, some of the other countries could do we put in place. Uh, they've taken a fairly pragmatic view in it. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about the detail of why they've done it or why we think they've done it and, and the relevance of us for Scotland. But UEFA need to remember that not every league in Europe of the 55 leagues they're responsible for is the EPL or Serie A or La Liga. There's a lot of leagues kind of about there that don't have the TV money, that rely on gate money, that rely on season ticket books, that rely on the certainty that a, a finished season and a plan for next season will bring. We, we just kind of keep kicking it down the road. That's that's what UEFA are doing. They're, they change the dates every every week, every every few days. So at some point, somebody's going to have to be a grown-up and make a decision, and it looks like they've gone in and the Belgians for jumping the gun on it. Uh, I'm fed up with UEFA statements. Here, Tony, before we come on, we, can't, we turned the record button on, you were saying you're a big fan of Null and Void. 
Oh dear! Uh, no, so seriously, I I know you can't. What's the uh, what's the club's line on on this? What, what, what are we? I, I think the first thing I should say, as you alluded to, Lawrence, is that I'm clearly not the club spokesman. I but know that. Yeah. I I think uh, I think the club are on record as saying that our uh, our principal aim would be to try and finish the games. That's that you know that's what that's what everybody at the football club wants. Uh, so how likely that is, it's probably not likely at all in April at any point. Uh, I was listening to uh, a thing in the radio at lunchtime and they're, they're saying that the, the peak uh, for this in the UK is expected to come on Easter Sunday and then it will start to go the other side uh, from there. So, you know, who knows what May and June bring, but... Uh, uh, I, I don't see it. I don't see us playing football any time soon. But that, but that would be the that would be the stated aim. Would be to finish the games. Wow. So uh, what other? Uh, there was something else I saw today. Rem. Is it? Um, I can't remember what who club. What club said uh, come out and uh, and get this done? We're done with this. Who what, was it? was it? Tony Fitzpatrick at St Mern, who's the? I think he's their chief exec now. Um, and the Hibs have put all their players. And staff on furlough today, so you know they're, they're, no team is obviously geared up to play. But you've been mentioned over the last uh, few weeks about uh, the Rangers, ex-Rangers players lining up in the media to say that uh, you can't call the league now, uh, sport and integrity, etc. But Sky went down a, a different route today, and they actually s- said in their. Uh, tweet that they'd invited an ex-Celtic player and the ex-Celtic player had said that you can't call the league as it stands and the, the ex-Celtic player was Kenny Miller <laughs> It'll be Alfie Con next week well, I, well, Although Michael Lustig was on and he said you, you have to crown Celtic as champions if you can't play the games um, uh, Anyway, here uh, I, I think, what, any other any other news Paul? Because I want to go on Tony's busy, I want to go on his Netflix recommendations before we let him go uh, Any other no, news Paul? I'm dying to hear the Netflix recommendations as well <laughs> Right, Tony we'll finish this up, give us some uh, streaming what you what you been up to apart from your work, uh, what you been watching what you been listening to I've been, I made up a, a coronavirus playlist Um I set up a WhatsApp group for my wife and our children, which uh, I wanted to leave the group shortly after I did that. <laughs> uh, I've been doing a bit of cooking, uh, which I've enjoyed, and uh, my wife and I watched a thing called Hunter or Hunters. Oh uh, my god! On not on Netflix, I think on Amazon, which was great for the first. Uh, nine hours and 40 minutes and then got ridiculous for the last 20 minutes it just got absolutely ridiculous but if you can see by that then it's probably worth a watch the uh my uh the beloved margaret my beloved wife she is she's obsessed with that it's the it's the one with al pacino the nazi hunters uh, in america it's yeah. really really well made actually the music uh I think Remy and Paul and uh, that, you know all of you would really enjoy the, the the soundtrack of it. It's really well produced. It just goes a bit. Uh, it it just jumps the shark for the last reel. That's a that's a shame. The one uh, I don't know if we talk, did we talk about this, but uh, Sunderland till I die. Have you seen that, Tony? 
seen the first one, the the first episode of the the first series oh, uh, starts with we play them in a friendly. That's we absolutely right. them, and and my youngest son is in the opening one of the opening scenes actually, oh, hanging about ha- hanging about James Forrest as he always does. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're, you've got no room to talk about that about stalking he's, he's people. Guard, he's guarding them from Paul. That's all it is. <laughs> the, uh, I the uh, so yeah, well, so you got to watch this. Uh, it's a shame you haven't seen the series two. Features a new owner and a, a new head of marketing. P. Oh my God, this boy is David Brent. It's uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, so you, you get a chance to watch that, uh, Tony. Look, if you can. You've you've in your previous life been involved quite heavily in our kind of online and, and media presence. Do you think we'd ever do that? Do you think we'd ever open the doors to, to an Amazon or a Netflix and do like City have done and Sunderland have done and, and I know what the American sports teams have done it as well. I, I, I would love to see it. I think the danger is that it, it, there's a there's a really thin line between documentary and parody, and I'm not sure anybody's really got it right yet. And that would be our fear, I would think, that you know you would just turn into a figure of fun as as we're talking about at the moment. So uh, it would be really, really interesting to let people see what goes on behind the scenes. I'm I'm sure it would be enthralling TV, but I I can't see it happening. Uh. The, uh... the interesting, the interesting thing which I didn't know until last night, Hearts are doing one this season. Are they? Yep. Wow. Similarly, they felt. I mean, what what a season they've picked for that. Man alive! Uh... This, this this is tiny tap. <laughs> That's a bad guy. The uh, <laughs> who's doing it, uh, Rem? Do you know? I don't know. I'm assuming it's Netflix, but they are. They are. They're, doing one in hearts this year Tony have you ever seen one that you've actually liked or you've actually thought though that's I mean I'm thinking of the the All Blacks one you know the I don't know if you ever saw the All Blacks one I think that was an Amazon Prime one no I never saw that Uh, you ever seen any of them I've seen some Barcelona stuff that I liked and I liked a wee bit of the city stuff but I think uh, there's always that danger about you know we're quite a private organization i guess most football clubs are uh and it it you know uh, it's a there's i think the risk far outweighs any kind of positive return that you would get if i'm honest and even in a branding sense i mean because c- my kid is a, just a typical american teenager he's kind of into sunderland now he kind of thinks wow sunderland um, I'm I'm not sure you would convince anybody at our place that it would be worth that it would be worth doing if I'm honest. All right. Uh, anyway, right. Any other business, uh, Paul? Are we? No, that's that's good. Have a good weekend, everybody. And again, thanks thanks for the donations. And as we said, we'll we'll keep it going for another couple of days. Keep publicising on the the Twitter feed for the next couple of days, and hopefully we can we can get a few more quid in that we can pass over to Tony and his team to to do their great work with. Uh, Tony, uh, thanks for coming on. Listen, good luck with everything. Uh, we say it all the time. I know you're not a, a regular, but we are. We're constantly kissing your backside. Uh, but, but only because you absolutely, you and, the, and your team are just make me so proud to be a Celtic fan. I think I speak for you as well, there, Rem, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan, and uh, 
I like to echo Paul's sentiments and thanking everybody that's donated at this uh, difficult time. And, and we know that Tony and his team will put it to good use. Thanks very much, everybody. Just a phenomenal response. I guarantee it'll be put to good use. We're going to continue to update the club and foundations media and social media channels over the next couple of weeks and bring hopefully some positive stories about where this where this money has gone. So thank you. Okay, Tony, uh, brilliant to have you on, pal. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care, mate. Yeah, Tony. Take